This is the Talking Points podcast from Lesset Camper Communications. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Mark Grickle. For more than a dozen years, Lessigan Camper has had the privilege to work with Walmart and support the media relations and public affairs teams in Ohio, Michigan, and West Virginia. In that time, we've had the opportunity to meet and work with some outstanding individuals and local operations from store managers, market managers, associates, and so on. One of those individuals joins us today. His name is Jeff Stone. Now, we first met Jeff when he was a store manager in Lewis Center, and uh, he then moved on to be a market manager in Central Ohio, and he also spent some time in management at the distribution center in Grove City. Uh, Jeff has always been an amazing representative for Walmart and, and was the local point for many uh, different efforts, whether it was supporting local charities or promoting locally made, uh, locally made products. Uh, Jeff is here today to uh, talk to us a little bit about his newest job. Um, with the retailer. And and I honestly, I couldn't think of a more suitable person for this job. Um, Jeff, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to you and share with others. Okay. Well, give us a little bit brief about your background at Walmart. Um, we always said when we started with Walmart, we have met so many individuals that you can just look at them and see just the their approach and, and you're just like, well, that person's not going to be here long for the job. They're going to be moving on <laughs> to greater and, and better things. So talk a little bit about your background and then where you are today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. So my background, really, if I could go back prior to Walmart, um, I worked for another major retailer and I was with them for 20 years. And at that time, uh, they were having some financial difficulties and I was being recruited um, by a very well-known market manager in Columbus. And um, I was destined to never work for Walmart because I wanted the company that I was working for to make it, but it just didn't happen. So then I, I realized that if I'm going to work in retail, I need to work for the world's largest, strongest, uh, and most significant retailer, and that is Walmart. So in 2003, I joined the company, uh, began my career, here in Columbus as a um, developmental store manager, went on to manage four stores, two of which were complex stores, and then got promoted, uh, obviously, to a market manager. And I will tell you that in both positions as a store manager and market manager, I've always had a tremendous love for community outreach and uh, serving the needs of the community. So after working uh, with Walmart store operations, uh, for 16 years, I transitioned over to supply chain and logistics. Um, I ran the Omni channel for all e-com and container loads for the East. Uh, and that was a very fulfilling, different and unique position. Learned a lot there. And then I was approached by some folks um, in home office and one of my mentors, as a matter of fact, and, and asked me if I would consider this new gig, if you will, called um, community relations. It was a senior manager position. And at first I thought, you know, I'm gonna stay in supply chain. But then after getting more information, I felt Mark, like this was the golden ticket. This is exactly what I felt like I should be doing. And it really aligns with my passion. 
So fast forward, here we are. I am uh, actually six months enrolled and I'm having a tremendous time learning a lot, uh, being involved with a lot of stores, training and um, community involvement in, in all four states. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a blessing to be in this position. Well, tell us about the role more specifically. I mean, what, 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 is the, what is the mission, the overall mission of the community relations position? Yeah, so the community relations position, there are nine of us throughout the United States. Um, I support currently four regions, which includes 461 stores, four regions, in, and I touch nine states. And our primary role, Mark, as you know, uh, our company is continuing the uh, aggressive remodel uh, process. We have 843 stores that are being remodeled this year. We had around 800 last year. And then next year, guess what? We're going to remodel probably another 800 stores. With that being said, our primary role is to give support and training to the store community champions of these projects. So um, what does that mean? That means that our company is spending literally billions of dollars remodeling uh, these stores and giving them a facelift. So you've got new fixtures, you have new flooring, um, beautiful painting, restructuring of the building in some cases from an external and internal standpoint, directional signing, uh, other omni-channel experiences being created, drive-through pharmacies and online delivery pickup, in-home delivery pickup, uh, shop by Q code, and so much more. So we're giving our stores a new facelift, if you will, beautiful shopping experience. So when we think about changing the internal and external uh, edifice of our building, well, what else does it need? Well, it needs that community involvement touch. So we can change the store and, and our customers will see that, but the re-grand opening, uh, what we call the store transformation celebration is very important. Why is it important? So this is an opportunity for us to really celebrate our associates, recognize the rigor and the effort that's been put in, in the remodel uh, and when Sam said years ago, our, our, our associates make the difference, that's what it means. So it, it takes uh, everyone in that store and then some to really pull this off. So we also have an opportunity, Mark, to bring in uh, local officials. It can be the Chamber of Commerce. It can be city council. It can be your local school board or the, or the mayor of, of that city uh, to really highlight and, and make sure that they understand that not only are we here to support uh, the community, uh, we're here to support the local officials as well. Uh, and it just makes sense. And we, we want to invite them in to not only be there for the ribbon cutting, but to actually tour the store so they can gain, gain some significant insights as to uh, what the store is offering and what this new uh, remodel, re-grand opening celebration is all about. Um, and so what else does that encompass? We like to involve our local uh, schools, high school marching bands. I, I've been in some really pretty cool uh, store transformation celebrations where they brought in choirs, a jazz band from the local school, 
Um, and, you know, our associates take part of that as well. They sing the national anthem. We, we honor those that are uh, charter members, if you will. They were there when uh, we first broke ground to build the building uh, to cut the ribbon. Uh, we have uh, other guests there, such as first responders, other local 501c3 organizations receiving uh, checks. It's just a real great thing to be a part of from a community standpoint, customers and associates. So our remodel is our number one primary focus. What else is our focus? Well, we are um, involved in quarterbacking many of the community events, and it might take on, you know, feeding hunger or social, social and economic um, development. It could be uh, also education. So there's so much more out there that we are involved in in our major metropolitan areas. And we do this, Mark, to build trust um, in Walmart. And, and, and we wanna make sure that we change the perception of Walmart and the community to be a community that always gives back. Uh, and I think by doing all of this, we're building loyalty uh, and future proof of the company. Well, that's great. And, and I mean, I was gonna ask you, so why is this all so important to Walmart? But I think you answered that uh, specifically, but. One of the things I really gravitate to is the hyper-local look at this. Um, it's, you know, where, what is the issue in your community? And it sounds, and, and I think I might tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me is that you, you put it in the hands of the local operator to determine yes. what is the need in their community. And you give them that the flexibility, you engage them to find the way in which they can make a difference. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, great question. So part of what we do at corporate affairs and public relations and community relations is there's three main segments, know, serve, and share. And if I, if I may, I'd like to touch on those three. So you talk about, you know, uh, our associates being involved and local operators being involved in community giving and community outreach. Uh, and I think it's more important than ever to get out there and to get to know the community and figure out the best way to serve the community and just share what you're doing with others. You know, Helen Walton, the wife of our beloved founder, um, she made a statement that I think is extremely profound. She said, it's not what you gather, but what you scatter that tells what kind of life you have lived. And then Doug McMillan, our CEO, says, I challenge you to be the Mr. Sam of your community. And Mark, here's what we know. We know that all communities are not created equal. You may have different needs in different communities. And I think it's important to understand that nobody knows that better than the actual store operators. The associates that run register and unload trucks and our department leads and assistant managers and uh, the, the associates that decorate your cake or sell you the fishing license, they live in that community. No one knows it better than they do. So I think it's extremely important to seek the counsel and the way in of your associates. And uh, they'll tell you exactly what they feel the need is um, in the community. So um, Walmart, approximately 2.3 million associates live and work in our local communities around the entire world. So we operate in the entire world, if you will, uh, being the world's largest retailer, we operate 10,500 stores. So when you think about scale and leverage, 
in opinions and weigh in, that's a pretty powerful resource to understand that our associates can tell us exactly where the need is. And our philosophy is find the need and fill it, whether it's you know, natural disaster or veterans. Uh, when there's a need, you're, you're going to usually find Walmart. This is not such a new thing. I mean, in the years that we worked with Walmart, there was always, you know, that community giving, you know, side of things. Right. Um, it, it just sounds now that there's just this concentration on where you can have impact on the local community. Talk to me a little bit about what, what can we see? What can we expect to see in the next six to 12 months? I think in the next six to 12 months, you're going to see, um, some of what we've always done, but you're, all going to, you're also going to see some different things as far as um, community-wide events. And what I mean by that is, uh, in some cases, Mark, we'll have multiple markets come together with many associates that represent different areas within a region. In Milwaukee, uh, we've had two different events. Uh, one was uh, Sam's Day of Service, where we wrapped uh, 1,000 gifts for uh, children in the inner city. The other event was feeding um, inner city folks, if you will, um, on Thanksgiving week. We delivered 1,000 meals. Well, what did that take? So that took a regional manager in three markets and an entire weekend of two days around four to six hours each day in 19 degree weather with a huge presence of about 30 to 60 Walmart associates with volunteer t-shirts on. So not only are we giving money and check presentations and all of that's great, but what, what does the customer see? What does the community see? What is tangible? What is uh, boots on the ground in action? So you're going to see a lot of that. Through volunteering always pays. I think that we're going to see some different looks out there, and uh, and I'm honored to be part of uh, eight of my eight of my other colleagues uh, to be able to help organize and create that those types of events. Um, so I, I think serving is one of the biggest parts of those three pieces because that's actually where the rubber meets the road, and and our associates and our community and our local officials and more importantly, the citizens of our communities, the ones that are uh, in need, uh, their needs are being met. And I think that that's, that's very important. Talk to me a little bit about um, the, the Spark Good initiative. I mean, where, how does that fall into this place? That was something that was just recently rolled out here, at, um, I think, within yeah. the last few months. So Spark Good sprung from a simple question. And that question was, how might we do more? How might we do more in our communities? And how much more often can we do this? So Spark Good is, and the answer to that naturally due to the sheer size of our company, is making a lot. And when I say a lot, that's, again, 10,500 stores around the world creating little ripples that create a huge philanthropic splash uh, involving a lot of organizations. So um, this allows us to be a force multiplier, turning our small actions that, again, create a meaningful impact in the world. So how does that work? So um, we have Spark Good uh, Roundup. So when we are our customers are shopping online, 
It gives them the opportunity to round up their purchase to their favorite charity of choice. Uh, Walmart has that, and I think it's very meaningful. And again, with our size, we can really make an impact and help some of the organizations uh, that really need it. And then also part of the Spark Good is our registry program. That can be wedding, that can be birthday, and other registry. We can even sign up for uh, local charitable organizations that might register for in-kind donations, uh, material, uh, merchandise that they need for the organization. So the registry is really important. And then a lot of our organizations, Mark, as you know, uh, like to use our sidewalk for fundraising and getting the message out. And, uh, and I'll use Salvation Army as an example. So we have what is called Spark Good Space Request Tool. And the organization goes through the link and they request uh, space uh, on our premises uh, to promote their philanthropic organization. Again, there's approval process, but another great, great tool. And then one that we are involved in probably more than any as a senior manager, uh, corporate affairs and community relations is our community grant program. Well, what is that? So we have the Walmart Foundation who gives uh, to philanthropic organizations, but we have, you know, close to 3,000, 4,000 uh, stores, if you will, between neighborhood markets, Sam's Clubs, and uh, Walmart stores. These stores have their own local community giving budgets. And so uh, we are used to partner with them to offer some guidance uh, as to how they may want to spend the community grant money. Uh, but the ultimate choice is the store manager uh, that, that entire organization from that store. We just provide guidance when, when they need us. But this is a great opportunity to look at, again, after we've had the associates weigh in um, to find out where the need is. This is a great opportunity to invite these uh, 501c3 organizations in. Yes, we have a, a local check presentation, but you know what can we do during that week that we're presenting the check to actually have a volunteer um, in action to help that organization as well. So the grant program is very, very important. And then last, we have the associate engagement piece, which is VAP, V-A-P. Volunteerism, volunteerism always pays. Uh, and this is, again, this is where our associates come out. They volunteer on their day off to work uh, in collaboration with other associates and staff members from the 501c3s to really make an impact volunteering their time. So, so the, the community giving goes beyond, you know, the large check, the, 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 the funding, it, you're really engaging the, the associates at that local level to, to, you know, find ways in which they can make a difference. That's, that's uh, one thing that's, that I've noticed to be the big difference here too. Um, I do yeah. think for anyone. Anyway, go okay. ahead. No, I was just going to say that you really see that come alive, Mark. Um, in, and I just use disaster relief for an example. Um, and as I said earlier, when you hear of a natural disaster, you will find Walmart, be it hurricanes, tornadoes, fires. And we've seen a lot of that last year. You know, when I think about Hurricane Katrina and the floods in Missouri and Kentucky last year, Walmart associates were there boots on the ground, delivering food, 
um, water and, and whatever the need was. Uh, so you really, you really see that come alive during natural disasters. Um, and then again, hunger and food insecurity, um, probably one of the most common philanthropic acts of kindness, if you will, will always be hunger relief. And, and we, we've seen volunteers throughout the entire country uh, volunteering their time as well as in-kind donations and uh, donations from the foundation, uh, just feeding people. And, and uh, that, that means a lot. Uh, so, you know, last year alone, we, we donated 627 million pounds of food, 66% of that fruits and vegetables. So, you know, it's, all, it's not just about feeding, but also nutrition and, and um, healthy foods as well. Well, I, before we do go, I, I want to make sure that we give um, uh, the website where a lot of this information can be found. It's at walmart.org. Um, anything you'd like to add? I appreciate you coming on here, Jeff, and, and uh, sharing with us a little bit about, you know, what, what's keeping you busy these uh, last few months and, and the months coming, uh, coming ahead of us. Yeah, so I just want to, again, thank you for the opportunity to be on. I'm just really proud, Mark, to work for a company that weathers the storms of, of the economy and two years of, uh, of COVID outbreak. And, and so we've had a lot of headwinds, um, but I'm really thankful and uh, happy to know that through all of that, we still are a company that has a heart for the community and our customers and we continue to strive to do our best to give uh, as it's been given to us. So uh, we're, we're really happy about that. And, and I am extremely pleased to be in this role and hope I can continue to add value to the company and more importantly, add value to our community and, and our customers.